2: What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Millennial Money. <laughs> hey, I'm yeah, Graham. Really Jeremy, what's gelatin. going on, folks? What's what's go- What's happening in the market today? Come on, somebody, please bail me out. I'm market a suffering mortgage. man here.
3: Mortgage. Gosh, what a good stock today. Who? Oh, a
2: oh, rocket! Oh, rocket! Yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. I'm messing with my volume. Yeah, rocket work. But that one's been beat up That's for so freaking long, man. You're oh, in that, that long, one,
0: Kevin. Sorry.
2: Yeah. I-, I am. like i'll tell you that one's been beat up for some i think somebody's double feeding uh somebody's really loud (laughs) good not me better not me okay okay we'll find it so uh yeah that one is one that uh you know has been so beat up since an ipo and i kept telling people i'm like i don't know i think it's a really good buy under 23. You know how many like emails and like hate emails I've gotten because the darn thing was at like 18 to 19 forever. And I'm like, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, don't know I, I bought
3: in, I bought in around like 18 bucks, 19. And then I bought a lot when it dropped in that big kind of like somewhat like mini market crash. Not really like when everything was down like 5%. I yeah. more at like 19. Whatever it was. And uh, yeah, today I was like, wow, I I didn't even know what was going on. I just checked the portfolio. I'm like, wait, I should be down more than I am. What's going on (laughs) here? And then I'm sorting through, like, everything's normal. And then that one, I'm like, what happened? So are you checking your portfolio every day? Like, multiple times a day. It's bad. (laughs) Oh, wow. (laughs) Like, every hour. I just, I check it. And then the first thing I do is, if if something's down, I just buy more.
0: Mm. (laughs) Dang. You're
4: turning into Kevin Graham. That's what you're turning Uh, into.
3: You do margins? It's been fun. No margin. Kevin, right. Kevin is not that much of an influence on me on margin yet, but, uh, <laughs> but paying my taxes, I, I'm
5: tempted. Just wait until uh, you see, get on margin.
2: Yeah, that's how you start. You just start with just a little bit, you know, a little sample. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeremy, I heard
4: you got a big interest rate reduction. Yes, and it's thanks to you, Kevin. Yeah, so I got Fidelity to come down to 1.55% if I yeah. want to take my margin. So so how'd you do
2: that? You just call them up and you're like, yo, I'm going to JP.
4: <laughs> yeah, so I used uh, JP Morgan. And I used Interactive Brokers as my leverage. And Interactive Brokers uh, was under 2% as well. So I used the JP Morgan and the Interactive Brokers. And at first when I called, of course, you know me, I stay up late. So I call, it's like 1 a.m. And he's like, well, actually, sir, the margin department's not open right now, of course. So... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, I have to call back the next, the next day. And I spoke to the guy and I, he, the previous day, the guy said, you need to make sure you mention specific other companies and specific numbers. He's like, if you just call up and you're like, you know, lower my rate, they're not going to do it. But if you have, you know, specific offers and you mention those, you know, we can, you know, they're going to work with you. They're going to try to keep you. And so that's exactly what I did. And yeah, they got me down to 1.55%. So, I mean,
5: Whoa, wait, I want to be a fly 40%. on the wall in that conversation. What did you tell them? What numbers?
4: I told him 1.55 at JP Morgan, and I told him under 2% at Interactive Brokers, which, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So I think Interactive Brokers, actually, I was looking into it. I think they offer just above 1% if you have uh, more than, I think it's $2 million in the market or something like that. I think they're technically the most incredible. Yeah, it's ridiculous. I think they even beat JP Morgan. You got to look into that.
2: (laughs) Wait, who is it? Interactive (laughs) Brokers?
4: Yeah. Interactive brokers from, I didn't look at super in depth. I looked enough to like use it as like ammo, but I'm pretty sure it, it was like well under 2%. I think it was just above 1% interactive brokers. All right
5: brokers. guys, millennial money pro tip. All you need is $2 million.
0: <laughs>
5: just yeah, tip.
4: Matthew
3: Wood. yeah, Matthew Wood here, interactive brokers six. That's what I was thinking it was because okay. I read a lot on Reddit. Everyone in the fat fire community talks about interactive brokers being about that. So I was thinking like above one, like they would be losing money on around one. Yeah. It's yeah. gotta be a break even for him, even at like one and a half.
2: Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just so cheap, it's crazy. It uh, is, it, but it's also it, it's scary when everything's going down. But I want to know more. Jeremy, why are you up at one a.m.? What are you doing? <laughs> looking into stocks and responding
4: to Discord DMs. <laughs> like, what's your what's your sleep schedule, man? Yeah, so my sleep schedule, I usually, 1 a.m. now is like my uh, bedtime. I'm trying to call it my bedtime. That's where I go into like, I go do meditation, and then that takes like 20, 30 minutes, and then right after meditation, I go to bed. So I'm trying to be in bed before 2 a.m. now. That's my new goal, and that's what I'm trying to accomplish. It's not Mm. easy, though.
2: So, (laughs) and then up, what, are you still getting like seven, six, seven hours, are you okay?
4: Yeah, I, I still get, yeah, because I don't wake up till like 10, 11 a.m. The other day I woke up at noontime, okay. so, and I feel like Andre, Andre, don't you stay up super late too, or am I mistaken? Dude, I stay up to like 3 or 4, dude. It's wow. the Vegas lifestyle. It's, so it's the Vegas lifestyle, bad. man.
5: I know. I, I, it's, I feel like it is a Vegas thing, but I still get up sometimes at like 7 to just script and work on the videos. I don't know how you guys do it. I've been on the schedule where I've been
3: like in bed by 10, I'm waking up around 6, 6.30ish.
4: I like that, I gotta say mornings are so nice. Graham, yeah. you think, oh. once, once you're out in Vegas full time, next thing you know, you're gonna be popping over at my house like 1.30 a.m., we're gonna be talking about thumbnails. It has, yeah. been, it has been bad because we've had a few podcast
3: guests and when someone comes in from out of town, we don't want to just cut it off at like, all right, it's nine 30, got to go to bed. <laughs> so it's like, usually you'll want to go and like, hang out. So yeah, I, I see what you mean about Vegas. It has been creeping up later and later like yeah. I got home the other night at like, I think it was Saturday night at like one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. It screws me up though. I'm, I'm just yeah. out the next day.
5: Graham's did you guys find the assistant? Cause okay. So we were at Graham's house during the Logan Paul, Pokemon unboxing. And, uh, I saw Jack interviewing for the position or Jack's assistant. Did you guys make a decision on that?
3: No, no decision yet. So it was, it, it's very tough. We're going through everybody. We're speaking with different people. I don't want to say too much, but so far we've been so happy with really everything. So let's see where it goes, but no final decision has been made yet. I don't want to say, I don't want to say too much show my <laughs> hand, but, uh, it, Things have been going. By on. The way,
5: did you, did you guys catch the? Uh, so Grant, your friend Grant, he bought a pack for like forty thousand dollars. Thousand dollars, Grant
3: Navarre. Yeah, Grant Navarre. And- for anyone who wants to add uh, Adam, subscribe to him on YouTube. We'll give him a free it's plug. For Grant and- really nice guy.
5: Gosh, so he got a Doug Trio for anyone. <laughs> Pokemon, it's I like that. So bad. Forty-one
3: thousand dollars a- for a card that's probably worth three and a PSA like three grand and a PSA ten.
5: Maybe, maybe. Yeah, Yeah. But you know what's crazy? When you bought that Pokemon pack from Logan, you got a digital or like an NFT, a token of Logan, and that token is now worth $40,000. It's worth what the Pokemon pack was. So if you bought the Pokemon pack from him, it's like you got it for free. Yes.
3: Yeah. Looking back, I could have just bought the pack for 41,000, got the NFT for free, got a free pack. Sold off the NFT, got all my money back.
5: Crazy man! Where's our NFT? Oh, man. <laughs> I, you know, I
2: was what I was looking at these things like the, uh, the what are they called? They're the cyber funks or, or no? they, uh, I don't. Know. There's so cyber many of them. Yeah, it, I don't know, like. I I still don't get it. I still can't bring my head around investing in these things. I can't do it. I'm so- <laughs> <laughs>
5: Such a millennial, Kevin. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what am
2: I, I, like, the market value of that, if we have a real, like, market correction, which in some ways kind of feels like is brewing or is here, or maybe this is just a bump in the road, uh, aren't these things just going to collapse in value as people try to rush to... Uh, you know, raise liquidity and, and cash out of everything. I mean, I feel like you just get a few people selling these things th- there goes your market value when you need it the most, you know, it's kind of like in the market crash when the banks are like, sorry, you can't take your money out. <laughs> you
5: know? Right. Gosh, I don't know. I, yeah, that's probably going to happen at some point, like it did in 2017 with all the ICOs, but, mm-hmm. but who knows we got, we could have another two, three years to go before that point. Yeah. We don't that's know. That's point. Yeah. Okay, well
2: then we need to make one. <laughs>
5: <laughs> How do I margin this NFT?
4: <laughs> <laughs> oh man, uh, millennial. So money. Why do, you guys think the stock,
5: why do you guys think the stock market's going down? Is it anything specific? Like, like people are flocking to like different alternative investments, like maybe cryptos or uh, you know these NFTs, or do you think something else is going on?
4: Well, I mean, yeah, I'll jump in. I, you know, I think mortgage rates are maybe spooking a few people because mortgage rates have. Have risen quite substantially recently, haven't they, guys? Uh, Interest rates a little bit. Mortgage rates, Uh, just in the past week or two, haven't they? Haven't they risen a decent amount? Um, Probably. It's still low. Low threes. Uh, Yeah, I was thinking. um, I I saw something recently. I was pretty sure they were creeping up mortgage rates just very recently, like just in the past seven Mm -hmm. days. I don't know. They're not as low as they were back in, like, September, October. They're in a low
3: threes right now, but still low enough where if you got a mortgage at, like, 3.2, it's a fantastic rate. Like, I would still be getting mortgages at that rate.
0: This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines.
5: Yeah. Well, where do you guys check your interest rates? Do you guys just look on bankrate.com, like for the average interest rates, or do you guys go somewhere Chase else? This is actually
3: pretty accurate. If you go, uh, I think it's, yeah, Chase Bank mortgage interest rates. Those I found to be pretty good.
5: Okay, oh, yes. Google yeah. Chase, Chase Bank, Bank mortgage, mortgage interest rates. I think Kevin's looking up.
2: Because yeah. It- I I've lately have enjoyed, uh, let's see, I'll, I'll pull it up here. Uh, and it's, it, nobody ever, I don't know if it's like clickbait, but nobody ever seems to get this. But I, I just use it to kind of track and see uh, what the difference is that's going on uh, or sort of how things are changing. So it's the change over time. Uh, let me pull it up here. So it's this one. It's the Zillow Mortgage Calculator app. Uh, they've mm. got an app for it and they have a website too. You can kind of see just this consistent down from like 19, you know, uh, the pandemic, uh, you know, driving this all down over here. Uh, but I think we're really just like this little, Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just this change in trajectory that I think is freaking people out. I, I don't know.
4: <laughs> exactly. And you know, yeah. I think, you know, a lot of people try to look to the future, right? And the stock market's always trying to look six to 12 months in the future. And so I think it says, okay, this is a trajectory. If rates continue to rise, um, maybe that's something that hurts the market. And I remember Kathy Wood recently in an interview, she talked about this. She talked about, you know, even a lot of stocks she owns, which are growth stocks. She talked about like, you know, if interest rates rise and uh, that's gonna mean valuations have to come down, especially on the on a lot of the growth stocks that the valuations have really risen rapidly over the past year, right? Oh, I mean yeah we're looking at some of the biggest valuations for some of these stocks on forward P metrics we've seen since the tech bubble. So, you know, that tells you all you pretty much need to know. Um, yeah. and so I think that's part of it, but I'd love to hear your guys, um, what you, what you well, think. Well, I
5: actually bought the dip last week when we when we hit it that big fall. Uh, I bought 20 grand of Apple, <laughs> which is very yeah. unlike me because Apple's a very growth oriented stock, but sort of dividends, I don't know, man. I'm just waiting for the Apple cards. Just... Like, that's, <laughs> that's not
3: crypto. by the way really quick I thought it was funny as soon as you posted the cardano video just like you said cardano dropped
5: yeah that's exactly what i thought would happen it's like oh god influencers are talking about cardano sell off yeah yeah Yeah, i totally get it why markets are so fickle it's just just the same as the stock market i just think the crypto market's way more fickle it's like any any small signal that you see you're like oh god this guy's talking about it okay (laughs) <laughs> it's, just, it's just crazy. I've, I've known about Cardano for forever. It's just, you know, there's a lot of cryptos I don't talk about just because I don't think they're as relevant. People aren't asking and just YouTube's all about the algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like people were talking about Cardano. So I was like, great, I'm going to make a video about Cardano. It's supposed to be Ethereum's biggest competitor. Um,
4: so you, did, you speak, did you speak bad about it, Andre? Like I'm trying to figure yeah. out why it would have dropped if you brought a bunch of attention toward it.
5: Um, well, I mean the whole crypto market dropped, so maybe it was just coincidence. Maybe it's not, not because I made oh. that video. I literally
3: dropped the entire crypto market.
5: Say again, the other video, you the
3: entire market,
5: like, <laughs> so ever? I've got the Jack effect. <laughs> <laughs> the <crypto market>. oh. <laughs> Poor Jack?
2: Are you uh. buying it?
5: I did buy, but only just like, I and I specifically told people, I was like, please don't think these are investments. Like these are speculative bets. Don't go into this thinking that you're investing in any way, shape or form because you're not. Um, all of these cryptocurrencies, except for maybe Bitcoin and maybe Ethereum, they're not They're not as speculative. But everything else, it, it's almost like you have this, this influx of these retail investors that feel like they figured out like, oh, I figured out the next best technology in crypto. And that's the same thing that happened in 2017 when we had this ICO craze. Or people were like talking about Ethereum, and so like within crypto, there is like 1.0, 2.0, and 3.0. Crypto 1.0 was you know the, the crypto that discovered blockchain, that was Bitcoin, and then 2.0 was Ethereum, meaning uh, you know it had smart contracts. It was like smart programmable money. That's that's crypto 2.0, and there's a, there's a lot of crypto 2.0s, and and now it's like the next phase of the evolution in the crypto space, which is 3.0, which is just a, a simplified way of saying we're migrating from proof of work to proof of stake, which is like a different way of securing the network. Um, and Ethereum has been doing that or has been trying to do that for a while now with Ethereum 2.0. But Cardano kind of started off promising people, uh, you know, proof of stake, but it hasn't done it yet really either fully. Like mm-hmm. every every one of these techs, uh, like these these cryptos are promising the world And I'm just looking at the communities, honestly. So if if you're looking to like invest in these cryptos, I think the best proxy to look at are the teams and the developers, and there's no bigger team in development space than Ethereum's everybody's on Ethereum. Um, so for me, I I also think Vitalik Buterin, the guy who invented Ethereum, I think he's the smartest person in the entire crypto space. And I would not bet against him. He's like the Elon of crypto. Mm. So to me, Ethereum is still the best, but I just put in like $3,000 into Cardano just, 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 just to get the experience, you know? So
2: so what, like, can't Bitcoin just emulate? Uh, or or speed up these transactions and and essentially make smart contracts as well at some point.
5: Absolutely, yeah, yeah. There with so within crypto, like the easiest way to describe what I'm talking about, like we used to use gold, right? Like we would transact. So if you think of gold as layer one, like base layer, yeah. if, Bitcoin, if Bitcoin is layer one, then the solution to scaling, and this is what you're saying, Kevin, with like all these smart contracts. Yeah. is to build a layer on top of that. So so in the gold analogy, our layer two is the dollar. That's the, the, the paper system, right? Mm-hmm. So we're transacting on these make believes pieces of paper, that, that's our layer two. And so with Bitcoin, we can do the exact same thing, and that's how they're trying to solve the problem. They're trying to create a side chain or layer two where we can open up channels with each other, transact infinitely, For very cheap and then when we close out that channel the transactions settle on layer one on the blockchain got it and and, but everybody's promising that so we have no idea who's really gonna do it well who's gonna do it first and i'm just looking at the development teams and just judging it that way
2: because i mean i it's kind of crazy but i mean didn't Cardano? i mean did this kind of just like come out of nowhere because i'm just looking at for example here what is this uh coin gecko and so we've got bitcoins number one and then there's ethereum and then all yeah. of a sudden here's cardano n- number yeah. three and, but, which was but yeah,
5: then it's replace yeah
2: but yeah but then you've got I mean you've got all of these which is just crazy you have this endless I mean that's <laughs> a 39 billion dollar market cap You know, Bitcoin nine hundred thirteen billion. So wildly, the most popular by somewhere. Wow, Bitcoin cash
4: fell so much. Why did Bitcoin cash fall so much? Down to ten. Where's
5: it at right now? Market cap wise.
4: Oh my God. I
5: could talk to you guys about
4: Bitcoin cash forever. Oh my gosh. Okay. Awesome. Cause I'm trying to figure out, cause you know, I mean, I know, you know, one of the gentlemen, you know, kind of broke off from Bitcoin. What was his name? What's that guy's name? So many people hate him in the crypto space.
5: Roger Ver.
4: Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So what happened? Cause he used to talk about how Bitcoin cash was so much better than Bitcoin. It made so much more sense. Uh, the transaction times were way better. Blah, blah, blah. Like what, what what's going on with all that?
5: Okay, so I haven't been following Bitcoin Cash's development for a while now, but I can tell you like the premise for people that aren't familiar. Mm. Bitcoin Cash was... Okay, so in 2017, Bitcoin forked. uh, And forking, by the way, happens all the time. That's like a a, a code word for upgrade, basically. So once it forks... But but in 2017, it it was like a political fork. It was a political battle that happened. Um, And the political battle was between how do we scale this technology, right? On one hand, we had uh, BTC, the ticker symbol that we have now for Bitcoin. They thought that we should scale via second layer, which is what I described to you guys previously. You know, to, Mm. to scale off chain, to just use these other side technologies and then use the blockchain layer one as just a settlement layer. And then there was the second side of people with Roger Ver that you were talking about. And his plan was to scale by increasing the block size. So for anyone unfamiliar, like what that means, it just means we can stuff more transactions in a single block, which means now we can have, you know, whatever, more transactions per second. Um, There was a huge disagreement in the community and Bitcoin split and it forked into two two different currencies. If you owned Bitcoin before the split, you would own both coins equally, the equal amount of. Does that make sense with me so far?
2: Basically when that okay. moment happened, they're like, Hey, you own 10 Bitcoin. We're just going to magically give you 10 Bitcoin
5: cash.
2: This is yes. the start of our currency and let's go.
5: Yes. But it's not like we're going to give it to you. It's like, imagine if there's like a timeline of like time and time yeah. gets forked into two different realities. So right. so it's not like, so not like someone What's up. I'm so confused. I'm looking at Jeremy's okay. reaction too.
3: I, I think Jeremy and I are on the same. We're just politely listening. I. I uh, which, which part? Which
5: part are you confused about? Let's All ask right. the audience if they're confused. All, All of right. it.
3: Okay. Okay. Like, how? How do they decide? How do they argue and like not come to an agreement? And then one person's like, "All right, I'm just gonna go and do my own thing." How are they able to do that? And then it's, it's, it's not, it's not
5: one point. person. It's not how it works. So, so miners use their computers to mine the blocks, right? So, when the chain split, some miners went one direction and another set of miners went the other direction. And so that's basically what happens. That, that's how the split happens. It's Every like there was a
3: minor. Thing. I just imagine like 17 year olds.
5: What do we, how do we, what do we re- rename them to? That's like less.
0: Just imagine weird. this
3: like elementary school. Like, yeah, we got these miners right
5: here. All right. So, the third graders went left, the fourth graders went to the right, and uh, <laughs> we got the split. <laughs> but so, yeah, I mean, which part are you confused about? I'll clarify it.
3: I don't, I don't, I, I don't know if the audience is going to get well, here, with me not understanding. That's, that's Let,
2: what let me try just to maybe catch up. So basically 2017, you got Bitcoin people mining or just verifying the transactions. So they're doing work for Bitcoin. So something happened in 2017, somebody's like, yo, I want to, I want to create this alternate to Bitcoin, and it's called Bitcoin cash. And a bunch of programmers are like, Yeah, screw Bitcoin, we want to go to Bitcoin cash, because that's the next big thing or whatever. And so they start basically verifying transactions for Bitcoin cash. So I mean, all you've really done is created another currency is what you're saying. So is that also is there like a, a limited supply of Bitcoin cash? Is it? Is it like, pegged, uh, to Bitcoin somehow, is there even anything connecting the two anymore? Or
5: are they both just their own coins? I mean, is it just like a weird ICO? they are exact carbon copies of one another. The only difference is the block size.
0: Okay. What?
5: Yeah. 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 The only difference is how they plan to scale. So imagine one, one philosophy said, we want to use this crypto Bitcoin as a currency, literally like you use the dollar the yeah. other side no said no we want to use it as a store of value we want it to be digital gold mm-hmm. digital gold store of value that uh what's the word for it uh that narrative one the other narrative of using it as a currency is well losing or lost since it's not you know the number one market cap
3: Wait, so, so which to okay. prevent people from bitcoin cash having a disagreement with bitcoin cash and then they make bitcoin like sense Like Bitcoin change. It's exactly
5: what happened. That's exactly what happened. But
3: What's to stop Bitcoin cash from then forking everyone with Bitcoin cash. It's like, it did, it It did, did.
5: it did. So that's where it lost me. I, I was following the two philosophies. I was like, I totally get it. I love the premise of it being a currency. And then once that community started fighting with each other and I was like, I'm out, I'm out. I can't, I can't keep up with like the politics of it all, but. It's interesting that it's, it's just two different scaling solutions. That's it. And I don't know. I, I'm not fully 100% convinced that we figured it out yet. That like the fork of BTC, which is what holds the most value. I'm not 100% convinced that that's what won or that that's what will win, which is why I kind of have both. I have Bitcoin Cash and Bitcoin because I, I don't know at the end of the day what we're going to use. Do so. you still
2: think that Bitcoin is going to replace money?
5: Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. Yeah, in the next ten years minimum, assuming like quantum computing doesn't take over. But speaking of quantum computing, uh, a lot of people are afraid of that. But with this fork, these forking upgrades, people can just write in code to deal with these quantum computers and have a different consensus model where it, it can deal with quantum computing. So Bitcoin technically is quantum computing resistant, provided that it can upgrade in time.
3: People just want yeah. to look at buy. I'm reading the
2: comments. We just got to tell them what to buy. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, one of the things that I look at is, look, I just, you know, there are so many tiny little micro cap companies that exist out there. And uh, yeah. something that I usually just look at is, I go, okay, you can invest in like a hundred different pharmaceutical companies that are, let's say 20 cent stocks or penny stocks, or maybe they're, they're $2 or whatever. And, and maybe one of them will hit it, but with how quickly. Cardano just replaced Tether. I Me mean, personally, if I'm going to invest in cryptocurrency, why would I not just invest in the number one? Like, why, why do I have to pick the other one? Now, maybe there's going to be some faster growth on the smaller one, but it could also just as well die. So I, I, sometimes I wonder is picking an altcoin, maybe with the exception of Ethereum, is it kind of like just, okay, cool. I'm going to put, you know, $100 into 200 penny different penny stocks and yeah. maybe one of them will go to the moon. Cool. But that $200 investment is not going to make you rich, whereas if you concentrated a lot of your money into some high conviction, uh, you know, in this case, cryptocurrencies, you probably have a greater chance of actually building wealth in, in the long run. I mean, we just saw how quickly Tether got replaced by this other thing.
5: I agree with you, long-term wealth building, you should not focus on these pseudo-penny stocks, but it's not necessarily true that putting in $100 didn't make you rich because in 2017, putting $100 in something like Tron at the time was like a penny, went to like whatever it was, and then it made people hundreds of thousands of dollars. That's the appeal to them. But I totally agree with you that so there, there's really, in my mind, there's two cr- cryptocurrencies that are worth considering. Bitcoin, because it is the winner in terms of the narrative of store of wealth. I get that premise. Like, I can follow that. And then there's the second premise, which is smart programmable money, which is to me, Ethereum, smart contracts, DAOs, whatever, these NFTs, I get that too. Now, that's the side I'm not sure about which one is going to win. I think on the on, on the store of value side, Bitcoin will win. On the programmable money side, I look at the team and the development and the community. I think that's the best proxy we have to go off of.
2: It's just like honestly, I have to say it it's weird to hear you talk about the developer side because here I am thinking cryptocurrency in and Bitcoin certainly is, decentralized and nobody's making any decisions it's just we're, we, we've we all collectively as a community agreed to this rule set and there's nobody making decisions but but you're talking about now these programming teams kind of like these are almost companies and stocks and which i'm sure they are at least in the case of cardano it's it's overwhelming
5: <laughs> it is overwhelming it is i'm not gonna lie there it is
4: can you get margin on crypto yet? <laughs>
5: this right? so would be all. I over. don't mess with that. That's like double whammy right there. I'm good with that. Yeah.
2: Blockfi does let you do that. I will not do that though. That is, I mean, it's it's Tesla's volatile enough to margin. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah.
5: So Jeremy, did
4: you did you buy any crypto yet? Uh, no. I still just own that one stock, the MSTR that owns like ninety thousand Bitcoin. <laughs> That's it. So you far. will when uh, we hit a hundred thousand. When you need a hundred thousand subscribers, which is yeah. a
3: reminder to everyone watching right now. It's so easy to go and subscribe because every person that subscribes is one person closer to Jeremy actually going and buying Bitcoin. So this if you want to do
5: that, that's true.
3: So if you wanted to do that, all you gotta I'm do subscribed. right now is just tap the subscribe button. And once <laughs> we hit a hundred thousand, Jeremy, you better buy Bitcoin. As, <laughs> as soon as, as Jeremy works,
2: buys Bitcoin, I'm selling.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> I'm exiting.
3: Yeah,
4: I'm going to be we the have- last person to buy. No, I'm just. Jeremy, kidding. if we you were to, buy, if you were to buy one crypto, which one would you buy? Ethereum. Oh, wow. interesting. Okay. Wow. Ethereum. Well, I already have exposure to Bitcoin through that MSTR stock one and two there's just something about Ethereum I just think is going to be big. Like long term, I'm just, it's hard for me to imagine Ethereum not being like a big thing 20, 30 years from now. I'm still like fully trying to wrap my head around it, but like it's hard for me not to see it be a big thing, which by the way, Andre, I didn't get to see your video about Ethereum going to 10,000. All I saw was a thumbnail so far, but is that like a prediction that it's going to go there over time or, or what was that about things?
5: You guys do YouTube. You know how these things go. Okay. <laughs> these titles, You know what they are. Yeah. It's so crazy. Like, ah, I'm, I'm like, I kind of hate myself sometimes. I'm like, how do I make this video appealing so that I get the message across, but get people excited enough to click on it. And so like, I honestly don't know what Ethereum is going to go to, but the premise of it was that if it reaches a trillion dollar market cap or whatever it was, then yeah, I could go to the moon. But you know, uh, yeah, I I did mention the $10,000 market cap, but that's like three to $10,000 price point, but that's three to five years from now at least. Okay. Yeah. But um,
4: not to change the subject, but who's more frugal, you or Graham, Let's really debate this out. Now, I, I, that's a great question. <laughs> I think I don't know, Andre.
3: I feel like you're more frugal than me now.
5: I, I think I, I've, I've
3: tried been. to get you to to. Well, I'm not going to say, but I've tried to get you to spend some <laughs> money <laughs> lately, and yeah. uh, you, you didn't do it.
5: <laughs> yeah. What you mean with the with with the house
3: yes i wanted you to yeah. move in the in the community i would, I would love to be
5: near no. and graham's neighbors like their house is so sick it's like in the coolest community it's like tall ceilings like it's everything i would ever want but considering that i had no exposure to real estate to go from zero dollars to like at the time my entire net worth just didn't make any sense to me so mm-hmm. You know, I you didn't go
3: have, had you bought at the time where I was telling you, you would be up right now about 150 grand, maybe
4: more, like, Jeremy, I think yeah. maybe more,
3: maybe $200,000. Yeah. Okay. 200 to
4: 250 right now.
5: All right. Kevin, you gotta be on my team on this one or, or, or maybe not, but like you tell me. So my whole spiel is if, it, it, I don't know if that's real market value for those houses. That's, that's the, it that's is. the construction the market value money
3: is, is what someone is willing to pay that's the market, and people are paying, and they're selling out. They're but, these selling out
5: but these construction, companies are creating their own comparables. They're creating their own comps. That those are not like real world, real people they market are. comps. They are they are, though?
3: are buying them. Yes, they're building something. They're building a product that people are buying. If people are buying them, that's the market value. If prices keep going up, it means there's I, so much demand I, I, that they can I charge
2: think- a higher price.
5: Gosh, I don't know. You guys are the real estate agents more. So you guys Heavy. know more
3: Heavy about real
2: break. estate. Yeah. The, the, the split but. here is that when you buy a new construction house, it has a slight uh, new to used car impact when you go to resell it. Uh, in my opinion, usually there, there could be like a five a to 10% sometimes change uh, when a house goes from new to, to used usually because once, yeah, Graham, we'll, we'll come right back to you in just a moment. Uh, usually w- what I see is when new construction homes sell, they sell out the, the builders, the developers, they raise the price. Uh, the, where it gets complicated is the price goes up at the same time as the market is also going up, right? Uh, And so when uh, these developments are sold out, people don't get the luxury of going through the new home design process. I get to pick my finishes. I get, you know, everything's brand spanking new. It's totally different feeling, totally different process. Then they go to a traditional resale. Usually resale can have a little bit, like if you sold new construction the day after you bought it and you, whatever, usually you're not going to get what the the new construction ones are going for immediately. Which is what I've seen. uh, Especially if you lived in it. Uh, because again, it, it has this, for some reason, you get a little bit of that used car thing. Not so much at all in real estate. Like, it's not like you drive it off the lot and there goes a third of your value. You know, it's it's nothing like that. Uh, it, that tends to disappear after a couple years. And, and you really merge with with market value, I've seen. Because it usually takes a couple years for these developers to sell out. Uh, but look, uh, Graham, when did you sign your contract for your property? That would have been in August. Now, now okay, here's so- my... Well, let me quickly say, one thing quickly, quickly. So you bought in August prices since then in the market, in, in the grand, probably in Vegas, uh, my guess from the last time I looked is you've probably have seen like a seven to 8% bump in values. And that kind of aligns with, you know, this hundred twenty thousand or 50,000 or whatever you're talking about. So in that case, yeah. I mean, look, you know, when you sign a new construction home contract, you have a free option on real estate appreciation, basically, and the house is, until the house is done. The best thing you could do is buy a new construction home at the beginning of a development, and it takes them like a year and a half to build the damn thing. Because a year and a half later, you're like, did the market go up? Do I want to keep buying this or not? And you just bomb the deal. If the market crashes at the end, they're probably not going to sue you for your deposit, <laughs> get your money back. It's, it's the best free option you can get.
3: Here's the thing. So here's my counter argument. I was very much like you in that once you sell a new construction, you get a little bit of a loss there. It's never going to be as nice unless the market goes up because it's not new. You're the, Now now you're going to be the second person to live there. What yeah. I've noticed, Vegas is different. It's a different market. <laughs> These new construction communities, when you get in early, it's almost like you get like a 15, 20% discount for having to deal with the construction everywhere. Like when wow. you go in the community and, and there's just like trucks coming in between 8 AM and 4 PM, you get a discount for that. And mm. if you get in early enough, it, it, people will pay a premium to have a finished community. So I really think that we're still about two years away from having that finished community, where all of a sudden all the houses are done. There's not a single construction site left. And at that point, that would be the time of peak value. Not to mention, a lot of people are still moving here. I've met some of the neighbors now, and guess what? They're all from California.
2: <laughs> Stop
0: <Wow>. it.
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: You know, I, I have to. I'll. I'll I want to add to that and say. Uh, it can sometimes go both ways because this is true as well like when i buy fixed uppers, i'm obviously not buying new construction neighborhoods because they ain't fixed up us. but uh, when i buy a fixed rupper my favorite fixer rupper to buy is buying a house in a neighborhood that's high quality and established mm-hmm. so graham to your point when you buy in a new construction development, you have no idea if you're going to get crap neighbors or good neighbors. Now, price, you can assume while you're buying in the five range, you're probably going to get people that that aren't you know going to create a disaster of the neighborhood. Uh, but yeah, I mean, you do have that sort of neighborhood development effect yet where it hasn't matured yet. And it's like, oh, crap. And I've seen this in my area out here or, or in, in neighboring cities. Well, they'll build a new development. Everybody's super gung ho about it. And after a couple of years, I've gone through them to go resell some of these homes and all of a sudden it's like there are needles on the ground. There's trash everywhere. I'm like, what happened? Right? So sometimes you, that, that could be to Graham's point here, something that, that could, uh, you know, keep that value depressed a little bit. That's true. Cause you don't know yet.
5: Right. Anyway. <laughs> it was not money that I could afford to pay $1.5 million because I think they wanted the two years, which I didn't have. I don't have two years of income to show them and I certainly didn't want to pay cash for it. Yeah. Um, that
3: was the so. thing. You had to do proof of funds and you have yeah. to put a substantial amount down. There's a 5% non-refundable uh, fee or the down payment that you have to pay within three days in order to get the deal. And that's non-refundable. Yeah. yeah.
2: They say it's non-refundable.
3: They ain't going to fight you for it. My guess, are you not Why Wire money. them the money? How are you getting that back?
2: You would well, have Because to, you have you a have contract on the house. So they can't resell the property to somebody else. So if you're not performing, they can't uh, resell the property to somebody else un- unless you've terminated. And in most places, you open up with an escrow company that's going to require either an arbitration or canceled instructions. So even though technically you could be in breach, it's a pain in the butt to, to, they'd have to sue you to keep that money. Mm-hmm. Generally they give you your money back. They're
0: like
2: F you, we'll go sell it to somebody else. Uh, it, but either way, I mean, it's not like you want to go into new construction homes and cancel them. Right. And definitely hashtag not legal advice is right? right. Uh, but I right. mean, Andre, you, you could have done one year and year to date, man, you know, you've got I'm sure. Yeah. Why, why didn't you do that?
5: Just because I didn't want to have so much, like so much of my money tied up into, into the real estate that I've, and I, I don't think I need a house like that big. Uh, okay, I'd love to. I'd love to. But I mean, I yeah, I'd love that's to have a big house. And that's I, where
4: we get into the part where I think Andre might be the most frugal uh, potentially of all of us right now.
5: I still live with a roommate. My rent, my rent is four hundred fifty dollars. So
4: yeah,
5: like I get a lot of comments like, "You make a million dollars, but you live with a roommate. You're what?" <laughs> <laughs> but but to Graham's point, whenever we go out he like consciously is like, he like looks through menus in the restaurants and he's like, nah, the burger's too expensive. So like he makes these <laughs> small, like little decisions and he like thinks about them, like, <laughs> felt, like a yeah. long time. And I'll be like, bro, this will make zero difference to you in any given, like, <laughs> why are you thinking about this? That's true. So in, in a lot of ways, he's much more frugal than me, but in a lot of ways he does spend money, but he justifies it as, a, as an investment. <laughs> Even though I'm not always 100% in agree- in with, as far as like, that's the best investment, but it's n- by no means bad. It's, it's good. It's, yep. it's different. Yeah, that's accurate.
1: Yeah.
5: I,
2: Graham, I think you get enjoyment though, out of, uh, constantly reinvesting in your, your business because your business is really the everything business. I mean, you, you can make a finance video about almost anything. Uh, I bought a new house finance. You can make a video about furniture you bought. For, yeah. for your podcast, right? And now you're going to monetize your expense. You yeah, know?
5: well,
3: this is my tomorrow video. I'm taking a big risk on this, but I got a car. I think people know which one it is, but I'm like, I am so nervous about this video. I put so much time into it, and then I watched it today, fully edited, yep. and I hated, it. I didn't like the video, believe it or not. What?
0: I, think I, I
3: I think I'm just being too critical of myself. Why? I just didn't feel like it flowed i i felt like there are bits in it that just i I, the video was like 15 minutes i cut out five minutes because i was like i'm gonna lose people's attention
5: so i saw the car and it's an incredible car it's a super cool yeah it's an amazing car but uh my my whole approach is I, i had that same issue i don't remember with what video but i was so afraid to post it and i was like oh people are gonna judge me they're gonna think i'm stupid and my philosophy has always been to just be super transparent about that fear and and just being honest with people and i think that just gets people to be like yeah at least vulnerable and like not you know
3: yeah i think i was too analytical with it and i think i went into it with the mindset of just like then here's the numbers it's all about the numbers i don't think i gave enough like emotion in there and like yeah Yeah. and it might be a little too surface level like too numbersy and I'm worried yeah. that, like maybe that ruins the authenticity of the video by being like it, the it, numbers.
5: it's it almost like he he's he might be yeah I see what you're saying if if you if you give it a little bit more emotion you're just like look guys I can give you the numbers all day every day and make sense of this but really the biggest and best reason why I bought this is because I wanted it and it makes sense considering no, my I financial. Think the numbers made sense,
3: <laughs> <laughs> the numbers didn't that's make sense. I don't want true. it that badly if the numbers don't make sense. Like I only want the car because the numbers made sense. So like, but, that
5: be okay, to be honest, you did not buy it because it made sense. Numbers wise, you bought it because that's what you want.
3: I believe listen. Okay. Between the two, between keeping cash in a savings account, losing money to inflation versus cash in a car. I honestly believe the car is of better use. I will get a higher return on the car than I will in a savings account. And if I get yeah, yes. but that's
2: that's but a false that's not, it's a false yeah. dilemma, false dilemma though, because you could be putting that money into stocks.
3: Yes, but assuming <laughs> I was not, assuming I wanted like a safety net, assuming I wanted something that's just different. Dude, your car's different. not a safety
4: net, man. Yeah, yeah. And, and here's another thing, Graham. You're not even thinking about okay. Now, if the market tanks, people sell those cars first before they sell anything else.
3: <laughs> nobody's gonna. Nobody's oh. gonna sell their. <laughs> this car.
5: is this is where we can like break this apart. And be like, okay, well, well, if here's the difference between going to the casino and dropping this three or whatever this money, <laughs> or buying a car. <laughs> it makes more sense to buy the car
2: well here's model model s plaid purchaser here talking about people dumping cars jeremy
4: (laughs) hey hey i think this is a part of the video where we talk about kevin have you thought about moving to vegas yet man have you heard about the tax change
0: oh man (laughs) <laughs> every yeah every video yeah. you know is i, that so I think
5: i think all of us are allowed at least like one like all of us in the world are allowed that one thing that we just love that we just spend money regardless if it makes sense or not and i think if we go into it just saying that like look the numbers make sense but you know i didn't buy it because the numbers i bought it because i really wanted it i think people appreciate that more than trying to like pigeonhole the numbers into it and be like I don't know maybe that's i don't know
3: between between every option out there this car to me made the most sense with the numbers that would that like it really it really came down to me as a financial decision on what's going to be the best value and that's i mean like the same way i look at a menu for food i'm like how do i get the most value from this burger like i don't need cheddar cheese i don't need the avocado this is the
5: best value That's such a political, like that's such a politician answer. I love that because it's like, you know, this car was the best. Be like, hold on, wait a minute. Why did it have to be a car? Why couldn't it be more real estate or like Bitcoin or something? I don't know. I don't want to
3: have an empty garage.
2: (laughs) There it is. There it is. We found it. (laughs) I didn't want the empty garage. I I have
3: to get something in the background of the set. You know, It's, it's
5: a tax expense. It's for the YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, actually, can you expense it completely? I got
3: to talk to the accountant. My understanding is that as a backdrop, you would be able to depreciate the value of the car over five years. Just take a standard write off of that. So, uh, as far as expensing the entire thing, that's where it gets iffy. Some, some, I won't name anybody. Some people are able to expense the car as a prop mm. and write off the entire amount in the first year. I don't know if I want to go that route. That, that seems a little risky. Little, yeah, yeah. Taking a five-year depreciation is standard. Uh, so that's what I'm. That's what I'm thinking. But we'll see. I, I don't. I don't want to say anything hundred percent because I, I need to really talk with an accountant and just like make sure. But my understanding, five-year
2: depreciation.
5: Kevin, Ke- spent, okay. Go ahead. Go ahead.
2: I was gonna say I spent like a thousand dollars on some digital art. No, a- you did like just was, now? No, it was it was in Rust. I bought skins for all of our armor.
5: <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> I,
2: I feel like I gotta I gotta give back because I play this game and and uh, everybody plays it so much more than I do because I'm sitting here making videos and I'm like. Well, I'll, I'll buy everybody costumes and now we, now we look badass when we're roaming around. We've all got the same outfit. It looks amazing. (laughs)
5: That's right. I I spent like $500 or $1,000 in the last six years. I want to say on a stupid game called puzzle and dragons. It's like this bejeweled style plus Pokemon game. It's, it's so stupid, but yeah, (laughs) we've got our stupid purchases that we've spent money on. I actually, I want to ask you, what was the, what was the, like the reason you bought the, uh, Tesla Roadster. I, I know you bought the vintage, the old Roadster. Yeah, what, what it was that?
2: solely as a backdrop in the uh, in the garage uh, set, which I haven't really been using. I want to use it more. Uh, you know, I had to I had to swap out a computer and uh, I, I kind of destroyed everything. So I got to re- I've been too lazy to do it. So I was just like I'll just make more videos, which Hell. you know on.
5: How is that car? Like, I've, I've never driven it. Is that is it fast? Is it
2: No, I mean, it's it's I mean, it's okay. It's I don't think it's as fast as like my Model X, which isn't even the performance. It's just it's just awesome. Because uh, the weather here is is such that I mean, I could take this thing out any day of the year almost. And uh, it's just a really fun ride. I did realize though, I thought I signed up for uh, insurance for it on Geico. And uh, I totally thought I was insured. And uh, apparently that got rejected and never went through. So I've been driving it uninsured for like the past uh past uh, chunk of time here. Which uh, yes. yeah, now I'm not driving it until I actually get insurance.
5: <laughs> Speaking yeah. of car insurance, though, for for people watching, do you guys use a specific like? Have you figured out which car insurer wow. typically is the cheapest, or do is there like a consensus here about which? Is there like a, I don't know, a fintech company out there that's insuring people for super cheap or is it just super situational you guys think?
2: i heard of this company i haven't tried him but i heard of this company root and they're trying to they're trying to do like the lemonade approach i've never quoted with them i'm sure lemonade at some point will get into cars as well uh, okay. but so far i've just been really lazy with geico and in my case for some reason i don't know i know Te- uh, graham got a better deal on his insurance quote but for some reason geico actually gave me a pretty good price on, on my tesla model x so i've, I've just it's just easy because I go in there, I put the VIN number in, add car, done. With the exception of what just happened, where I put the VIN number in, I'm like done, and then it wasn't done.
5: <laughs> They're great. It didn't work. <laughs> this video is not. This video is not sponsored by Geico.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>.
5: <laughs>
3: Wait, was that cheaper than Tesla?
2: It actually was. Yeah, I mean, who knows? Maybe I should run it again and just see. But uh, yeah, it, it was. Um, it was cheaper than Tesla in my case. Yeah.
5: I saved a whole bunch of money on my car insurance by switching to No Car. <laughs> I don't. I yeah. still don't own a car.
2: I think it's freaking awesome, man. Cars are stupid. Oh, I'm um, sorry. Cars, I think my I think are are not the best investments. I'm, I'm gonna soften that a little bit because I'm sorry, grant <laughs> I and, and I, I I even even the one that I have In the 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 roadster. I'm just like, man. It's just a liability. Like I gotta at some point I have to yeah. maintain the brakes and the, the you know there's their oils and there. It's just another thing. Honestly, one one of the things I've found is like so many things just gives me a headache. It's just so much right. crap I got to deal with. No, like, oh, it's there's true. a bill for
4: yeah. that and storage for that. That's and, why you uh, and you get a storage it. What? That's why you pay somebody to handle all that. I don't even know what insurance I have. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, hey, <laughs> hold, on, hold on. let me
5: log this into things rich people say.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
2: uh, yeah. Well, I mean, good for you. I mean, Chairman, you've built uh, one heck of a team, and I, I think it's uh, I think it's awesome. Uh, it, it also I think uh, I think
4: that's partially why you go to bed so late, though.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
4: yeah. Kevin, then then if you hire somebody to handle all these tasks on a daily basis, then you're going to have to manage that person or have somebody manage that person and still manage them. So, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> no, I
5: think the best investment Graham has made is hiring Jack or like having somebody to like help because everything he brings to him, he takes a cut, but then he's he's increasing Graham's income. Like that's, I think everyone should have that if they're fortunate to make enough money or have yeah. that person. Now-
3: now we're trying to have Jack get a Jack, you know, yeah. so you know. Wow. it's an
4: infinite monetization loop of now <laughs> just hey, people. Hey, let me bring out a good point. Okay. And you guys will be able to relate to this. Okay. Um, you know, if you spend so much time on mundane tasks, let's say calling the insurance company or setting this up or setting that up, right? That money costs you money, right? Your time is money. And so for instance, there's an example yesterday, my, my main Apple pencil stopped working and so I was in a dilemma. I'm Ooh, like, do wow. I actually call Apple or do I just tell Chris to go buy a new one at Best Buy? I ended up calling Apple and that took like 30 minutes out of my day. Now, what is my time worth 30 minutes over $129 Apple pencil? Was that really worth 30 minutes of my time? Ah. Yeah, many, many years ago, it might've been, but nowadays, like in all seriousness, like you really break this stuff down and you think about it and you're like, I just spent 30 minutes Dude, on
3: this. This
5: is, this is the kind of stuff I think about every day. I'm like, at what point does it make, at what point do you hit that threshold where it's like, do I cook or do I like hire somebody or it's crazy. Yeah. The decisions have to be made. And I don't know at what point in in like your yearly income, do you have to start weighing those decisions out? Is there like an objective number here? I know it's relevant to the task. You can't be, you know, but like just mundane everyday stuff, I would say like two to $300,000 a year of income. That's when you start to like, Oh no, I'd say it's over a million. You think it's over a million? Yeah, I do. Hmm. You know, I, I do think depends.
2: I, you know, but Jeremy, this same thing happened to me. And I'm like, well, I could hire somebody to go to a store, and you know, that's going to take them an hour of their time. They're not able to do something else. You know, say you pay them, I don't know, 30 bucks an hour or whatever, or 40, 50 bucks. I don't know what you pay them. I'm not going to ask either. But I could also just go on the Apple Store app, and in as little as 30 seconds, Apple pay for a backup. So I always have another one. So that in the event, one of my three Apple pencils, pencils break. I just got a backup.
4: <laughs> oh yeah. That's my, that's my point though. That's my point. So I'm like, should I just eat the $129 cost? The fact that I just yes. bought an Apple pencil a few months ago. Right. And yes. it's $129. It's not my fault. It's not working. And so I'm like, right. should I eat that cost yes. or is it yeah exactly and, and that's yeah. the, I, you know i don't yeah i think you guys can relate to that but it's like it's kind of frustrating though in those situations because it's like oh.
5: <laughs> i just i just think of this as a skit you know you know that song it's like dun 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 it's like oh Jeremy's My pencil. Apple just bro. The batteries, bro. this
3: ain't no jokers
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah bro all you have to do is replace the battery you don't have to buy the whole thing so. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, just
4: imagine it was just that you just forgot to charge it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
3: no.
4: no, and then let me tell let me tell you guys about another situation. So my oh. Louis Vuitton suitcase breaks the other day, and I'm like, oh my gosh, do I no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> you know what, I'm gonna, what I'm gonna start to do in the next month is uh start a vlog. It's not gonna be a daily vlog, it's probably gonna be twice a week, but have oh, some just fourth to- channel. Yeah, it it is. Just I have someone full time who just (laughs) vlogs, just normal stuff. Like I'm not gonna try to act. There's nothing scripted. It's just not just whatever happens, happens. And that's another way. Just like if I'm doing something, I may as well monetize it. If I'm coming up with the thumbnail, get the behind the scenes of it. Yeah, throw it
5: in. Like, take your shirt off to go to the shower, (laughs) (laughs)
3: add. There's an ad right before it. There's there's no way that I can't get 10 minutes of content twice a week, just without doing anything special. That that's what I think twice a week. Well,
5: well, speaking of stories, I've got one of my own. That's kind of crazy. That's finance related that happened to me last week that I actually wanted to share with you guys. Um, so, so, okay. So I have this friend Ricky, uh, let's just call him Ricky. Uh, he texted me last week. And he's like, Hey, Andre, I haven't seen you in forever. This is my like close friend from middle school. So he texts me and he's like, Hey, dude, I want to hang out with you. We haven't spoken in years. But like, I want to do a YouTube channel. Can I come over and just, you know, like, pick your brain? I was like, Sure, come over. And so it comes like it's two weeks pass comes over, ring on the doorbell. Corey, my girlfriend runs downstairs, she opens the door, closes it runs back up tells me she's like, Hey, Ricky's here. Uh, is your friend Ricky a guy or a girl? i'm like ricky is a guy that's the only Ricky i know and she's like well there's a girl ricky outside oh no i'm like wait what my roommate's like oh no there's a gender change i'm like maybe (laughs) i don't know well maybe it is and so i go downstairs i open it and i'm like oh my god it turns out it's this girl that i went on a tinder date with seven years ago we went on one date she was not into me at all she just didn't care about me and i'm like oh my god so i'm like can you please hold on like a minute because my brain's just like fried i was expecting my friend ricky (laughs) from middle school so i'm like corey uh i'm gonna gonna go to starbucks we're just gonna talk she's gonna pick my brain anyway so we go to starbucks and it's crazy because there was one thing that she told me on that date that i'll never forget and i actually told her this i'm like you told me something i'll never forget and she says to me and I, i i'm not making this up it sounds like i'm making it up she says um so i'm not really into you because right right now i'm i'm i only want to date guys that drive lamborghinis i'm kind Dude. of in my gold digging phase
2: look, li- wait look i literally pulled uh, just as you guys were saying this i'm like this is starting to sound like one of these pranks <laughs> yes <laughs> yes sorry keep going keep going yeah so
5: so i i tell her this and she's like i never said that so she still kept our texts from seven years ago. And I find that text of me saying, that was like one of the last things I told her, I was like, hey, I enjoyed our date. I'm sorry I don't drive a Lamborghini, but like it's it's cool if you're into that. I just, I just don't have one. Yeah. And how crazy that seven years later she would show up at my house, just like
4: coincidentally, like what are the odds? <laughs> this is, just, it was weird. crazy. Dude, how do you explain that? You're like, oh, Corey, so, yeah. My, my old friend from Tinder's here. No, was no, I was super honest, yeah.
5: yeah, I was super honest. I was like, this girl from Tinder, she was not into me. I feel really bad. I don't want to leave her out there cause I, I scheduled it with her like weeks ago. So I'm just gonna go for an hour. Corey's like, yeah, yeah, totally go for it. So I go for like an hour and it was very platonic. Cause like, you know, she just asked me questions and I, I was feel like, like,
4: some people don't know what platonic means. So I think you can be really clear about that.
5: Non-romantic. Part. It was very friendly, you know, <laughs> yes. so,
4: wouldn't let me do that. Really? <laughs> no, no
3: one-on-ones with-, with hey, I'm so- def- wait, 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 she just showed up at your place. My internet just cut out for a second. So she just showed up at your place unannounced yep. or you scheduled this with her?
5: Uh, I scheduled it with her thinking it was my friend Ricky from middle school. I was like, hey, Ricky, come over to like my house. I didn't know it was a stranger. It was because her name is Ricky.
3: How do you make yeah, that? In our how phone book. do you keep a conversation from seven years ago? My message is delete after like, I think a year. I don't know. Now.
5: I don't know. I, I go through her phone. Whoops. <laughs> I go through her phone and I'm like, this is me saying that to you. Cause she, cause she denied telling me that she's like, I never said that about the Lamborghini. I was like, it's right there. It's in the text. I just sent that. It how was proof. Do
3: you, how do you have a conversation from that long ago? I don't have any conversations from like more than a year.
5: Well, because probably like cloud backups, I don't know. She could have upgraded her phone if, multiple times, but just synced her phone to the cloud. I don't know. Wow, I, I don't
3: wow. Know. magic! I just yeah. wouldn't. It. I mean, at that point, I'd be like, "Oh wait, wrong, Ricky. Sorry." Like you're I like, feel
5: so bad turning her away. What She's like, worth
3: more than that. Give her a hundred bucks. Give her a hundred bucks. Think think of think of Jeremy's the Apple Pen. <laughs>
5: what? <laughs> <laughs> My ego would not let me do that. Let me give money to the girl that only is interested in me because of money.
3: You could plan a video in that time. What? You could plan a video. What
5: do you mean? <laughs> I'm <kidding>. I'm <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. I see what you're getting at. Sorry, it took me a while. <laughs> that time is valuable. Yeah, exactly. I get it.
3: Have yourself do this.
5: That that was just like I did not believe. I could not believe that happened. This was last week, and I feel so I feel so embarrassed because she could say, "See, I was flustered. I was like, I was like all over the place." She's like, "What's wrong? You forgot, huh?" I'm like. No, I, I didn't forget. Uh, I just never told her what it was. Mm-hmm. And I hope I hope she's not watching this video. I don't think she is. <laughs> oh,
3: god. I don't know. I would be like, "Listen, miscommunication. I'm so sorry. Uh, you know, best of best of luck." Like
5: that's yeah. I don't know. I need I need to be better about that. I'm I I'm really empathetic towards people. I'm just like, "Oh god, I don't want to make you feel bad." <laughs> <laughs> I
3: don't know. I just I well, I guess yeah. we're, we're different. I don't know. I wouldn't. No, me. no, I get it.
5: I know like Kevin wouldn't be allowed. And then Jeremy, what would you do?
4: Oh, me? Um, you know, I don't think well, I would have made the I can't really speak on that. This is a family friendly <laughs> podcast. I can't really yeah. speak on that.
5: Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I just need to turn <laughs> people away.
2: <laughs> uh, so, Okay. Uh, wow. Well. Uh, <laughs> On that note, <laughs> yeah. How do we set
5: out this one? <laughs>
2: how about <the> market crash?
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs>
2: okay, what, do you, what
3: did you guys talk about? Did you talk about the market crash? <laughs> there were a
5: lot of ups and downs <laughs> in the market. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah. No. She literally had her laptop with her, and she had bullet point questions to ask me about YouTube. And after like 45 minutes, I was like, hey, I'm so sorry. I don't really have much time to talk to you. I was like, I'll give you my, my class, my course teaching people on YouTube, like how to do YouTube. <laughs> I, was, I just sent her a link to that, and I just went home. But That's uh, more than
0: $100,
4: though, Andre. So you really, you gave her more money than you really I
5: gave did. her way more money. And she felt really yeah. bad. She yeah. was like, oh, I, I want to pay you. I was like, you don't have to pay me anything. It's fine.
4: You should have
2: triple bundled it and given her yours, Graham's, and mine.
5: <laughs> but like 50% off, maybe? Yeah,
2: <laughs> with coupon yeah, no, we should have paid for it. We could
3: honestly come up with a bundle program of like all of ours in one place. That would do well. Coupon we code. Yeah. <laughs> coupon code of everything. Like you want to buy everything? Like, to buy everything program, one thing, one website people go to.
5: Use coupon code Where's My Lambo? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, yeah, sorry, sorry to have kept the momentum of this conversation. I don't yeah, know how this, to say it out of
4: this. This is not kind of some <laughs> weird place. It's, finance, it,
5: it, it's finance related. Right. I it's can
4: solve, solve
2: it. I comment. can solve it. Oh, wait. Oh, oh, I did. I took the wrong person out. There.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> hey, Kevin. If Andre starts going off, just pull the plug. God. It was a good story, Andre. It just it took us in a weird direction on this one, man.
5: <laughs> no, I, I think we can talk about it as far as like, you know, like dating and finance and money and just like, you know, mm-hmm. do you guys ever get scared if you ever meet new people, new friends? Like, are you cautious about it? You're like, what do they know about me? So
4: I'll, I'll start this off. Let me start it off, Kate. Okay? I'm glad I'm already married because I would be super. Um, like thoughtful about like, if somebody's just trying to get with me for the money nowadays. You know, uh, I mean, when when my wife and I started dating, I probably had like a $30,000 net worth-ish. That was when I was like 21, I think we started dating, or 22. And so, you know, it wasn't really about like, you know, the money. But nowadays I'm like, shoot, you know, obviously you don't have to do that much research to kind of know at least a little bit about my financial background, right? And so now I'm like, oh man, it would be it would be in my mind if I was like dating and I was like,
5: hmm. What about friends though? Like, if you meet new people, are you kind of like protective, a little bit cautious, or
4: okay, I don't have friends, so it doesn't really matter for me. <laughs> we'll <go next>.
5: <laughs> All right, then we're kicking you out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no,
4: no, I meant I meant real friends. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, uh, I mean, I mean friends. You know that I'm not using for followers. I mean, I no, never mind. I'm sorry, guys.
5: That's awesome this is the kind of have, honesty
4: no i mean
2: what's uh have you guys you know miranda sings uh, uh colleen ballinger uh, you guys maybe don't know hey anyway, it's regularly seen like her a boyfriend at the time i don't think they ever got married anyway one of the og youtubers has a boyfriend uh has his own channel everyone loves him everyone's doing collabs with him as soon as they break up you know she's got multi-million subs what probably 10 mil or whatever now uh, as soon as they break up Nobody wants to hang out the, with the dude anymore. Nobody cares about the dude. It's just like straight up canceled, uh, because that, that connection's not there anymore. And I think that's a very legitimate concern. Yeah.
5: Hmm. So when you meet new people, Kevin, are you kind of cautious about friends or are you pretty open?
2: I, you know, I just, uh, the only people I meet are the spam bots in the comments section right now.
5: <laughs>
1: got the
2: vlog. We got the vlog coming up here.
3: Is,
1: is,
5: is this, uh infinite monetization loop going on here. What's what's going on?
3: Not only are we monetizing this, but on the back end, I'm monetizing myself, monetizing this.
2: (laughs) Graham, can can you, can you give us an ad break?
3: (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
4: Yeah. So uh, Graham. Graham, I think you're the only one of the group who has dated when they already had substantial net worth because Kevin and me, we, we uh, got hooked up, you could say, really young. And then Andre was already with his girlfriend before he like kind of blew up, right? So you're the only one who's really gone through it where you already had a big brand and name and a lot of money and you were dating, let's put it that way. And so w- what's your thoughts on this? I've never had any. I'm too cheap. It's
3: like I, I'm not going to attract anyone who wants me to spend a whole bunch of money so it's like that weeds that weeds almost everybody out. And uh, and for Macy too, it's just like, we, we'll split happy hour nachos. And she's like super independent with so many things. And like, she she feels awkward if I go and like pay, like she's really like, no, 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 I, I wanna get half. So like, and, and even before, like, I've never had an issue with it. Um, same with friendships, I've just never I don't know if I'm just oblivious to it, but it's never been an issue. I've never questioned it. I've met really cool people. It's never been a factor, but that could also be because I'm not like, you know, every weekend going (laughs) like like maybe I'll do like all you can eat sushi for 20 bucks. Like that's, that's the extent. So I feel like it might be an issue if you're out there flaunting it and spending a whole bunch of money and people want to be around you because of the perks, the only perks you get with me. Is it honestly like I'll make you coffee when you come over? That that's about it. So, yeah, you got to take your shoes off when you come inside. That you know, yeah, so right. that, that, and, that and pick that. up after yourself after the party that ends. <laughs> that. You're like, oh, just pick up all the boxes, pick up I, all the drinks, throw them away. That <laughs> yeah, no, because listen, we're like, you know, like what? <laughs> I hate getting up. And uh, listen, if there if there are like five people who are over. We got to leave. I'm just, just, listen, just everyone pick up a piece of trash. Let's go down. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like in elementary school when it was like, you yes. got a new piece of the trash. Yes. I do the same thing. Everyone's fine with it. Uh, if we have leftovers, it can't fit in the fridge. You, someone's walking away with like a donut or something like that. So I, I'm all for it.
5: Yeah, I'm with you. I'm pretty boring like that, too. But I think I'm a little bit more naive because I don't feel like my life has changed. And because of the pandemic, I've just been so sheltered. I don't feel any different. And like, I'm I'm a little bit more naive and just like open, uh, maybe more than I should. Uh, be. I don't know.
3: I think, I think you overthinking it. I've never had an issue. Everyone I've met yeah. is so nice.
5: Yeah, um, same. Other prepared, than that one time. so.
2: What about, did you any of you guys yeah. listen to some of the stuff uh, Ross Gerber had to say yesterday on, on my channel?
5: Smooth transition.
2: <laughs> I like it. No. Okay. That was, it was crazy. Uh, like some of the, so he he's like an investment advisor. I think they got like 1.8 bill under management or something like that. And the amount of ripping on robin hood was insane Ooh. like I, you know, like he basically thinks robin hood's going to go belly up and bankrupt that vlad is a liar and uh and and is cheating people and that the way they make so much money is by incentivizing options and giving you fireworks. And options have such a massive bid ask spread. It's no surprise Robinhood makes all this money with payment for order flow. And uh, I mean, he he's very opinionated about some of his things. But the Robinhood thing was, oh my gosh, he went off on Robinhood. Wow.
5: I wish I could comment more about it, but I feel like if I did, it'd be like speculation because I'm not like an industry insider. I don't, you know, work yeah. with Citadel or like I, I don't know what goes on behind the scenes. But I know we
2: need a field trip. Oh Be- behind the scenes as millennial money going behind the scenes of where your money goes when you put an order in That's on Robinhood cool. that, and we have that, to go to every but the money now went to Citadel now it went over cool. here
5: <laughs> Well well actually speaking of ideas I'd love to hear in the comment section what cuz I want to have guests on I'd love to have people like Michael Saylor on or like people in the you know hedge fund managers people that we can actually talk to I'd I'd love to have that just interview them and ask them about stuff like this um if there's anyone in the audience who's commenting to, to tell us like is there any any uh recommendations or anything we can do
2: you could have graham on
5: i would go on <laughs> i would do that thank you
2: there you go <laughs> see look at that episode number
5: one <laughs> the most got- ambitious crossover ever
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's
2: awesome. okay so are are you guys worried about the uh the, the the stock market at all? Like any any of you all tempted to sell in the last couple of weeks?
5: No, it's just the market doing <laughs> what it does best. Right. It's market goes up, market goes down. That's what it does. I don't treat like five, three to 5% drops as like anything to freak out over. It's just, it's just doing what it does. I, I don't want to like look too into it and be like, oh, it's because interest rates or this or that. Like either way, it's not going to dictate my philosophy or my actions. It's good to understand, but I don't think it's good to like, you know, let it lead your investing decisions, but right. yeah.
4: I like that. What about you, Kevin? What are you doing? Are you, how, how heavy margin are you? We we haven't heard a lot from you as far as the whole market goes Uh what's, what's going on with you. We, we got to get an update on your situation.
2: Yeah. Basically every time the market drops, I kind of just get this motivation to like try to make even more videos to finance all <laughs> of the margin. <laughs> Uh no, I, I mean uh look it's it, obviously I I love shopping when it's red uh it's it's tough though because I don't want to keep going in margin so I just wait like okay cool like when do I get paid again <laughs> And then you go shopping and and it's gone you know uh and, and then when it's gone it's kind of like ah oh, crap I like, like uh you know oh there's Andre. Yeah, uh exactly. you know it's like oh crap uh, I I need to get some more money uh so you know it it actually Staying in margin is probably one of the most motivating things you can do because you just you don't take a day off cuz you can't. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Wait, Are you, you holding on to you, your rocket mortgage stock? What? Are you holding on to rocket mortgage?
2: Uh yeah, so I actually have a lot of my original my OG stocks rockets one of them tied up in JP Morgan. I can't sell it. Because the way it works is when I collateralize my, my money at JPM, they freeze that account I have. So I have a couple of accounts that are frozen with them. And it would probably, because it's all part of the collateral. So they don't want me selling and moving any money around. It's not like as convenient of margin as like Webull or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, it And so they actually freeze those accounts. So I can't even sell my Rocket Mortgage holding if I wanted to. In some sense, I actually kind of don't mind that. Like, fine, just let that ride for, you know, 30 years, all right? It's actually not a horrible thing that I can't trade that, uh, especially since it's the biggest part of my investments. Uh, But I do have some rocket options that if this thing goes nuts, which it kind of already has today, but there's this potential that it, you know, because the short interest like even went up today, there's this potential that it could go up higher in the next couple of days uh and and we see even more of a squeeze. I don't think we're going to see like a GameStop squeeze, but uh you know, if this thing goes to like 60 bucks or something like that, I'll probably make a few phone calls and see if I can at least unlock that money and sell it cuz I think I, it's, it's, I think it'll case. probably stabilize at 30.
3: Rocket is the only stock where if that goes up substantially more than it is, I would sell it because I mean, yeah. I bought in thinking okay, in the long term maybe it's going to be 30 bucks. That yeah. was my yeah. long term. Yeah. If it yeah. goes up to 60, 70, I don't think fundamentally that stock could support those prices and there's no reason. And I'm against selling, but it's like, how do you would be, I don't know. But then again, I would owe taxes on that. So, yeah.
2: Well, that's the downside. So for example, like CCAB, it's like, I, I got asked a lot, like Kevin, why didn't you just sell it at $60? And the thought crossed my mind. The thought totally crossed my mind, but I'm looking at it like, okay, if I sell, Uh, you know, with a million dollar gain, I'm going to have to pay like $550,000 of of that next year. That becomes an instant liability for me next year. Now I'm carrying a half million dollar liability that I have to plan for next year on top of my margin as a liability. And the last thing I want is like this horrible convergence to happen where the market crashes at the same time I'm high on margin. At the same time, I get a big fat (laughs) tax bill. That is a bad month, <laughs>
4: yeah. <laughs> so, Kevin, uh, in, in regards to Rocket, by the way, I think we just hit 7,000 live viewers, so share this out to your family and friends. We got to hit 8,000, we hit 8,000 live viewers, we got a new record, so share this, smash the thumbs up, do whatever you can. We got to get to 8,000, okay? But anyway, Jeremy, <laughs> we're, we're pumping. This ain't no pumping dumb, we're just pumping. As soon as we hit eight, just the stream cuts off. <laughs> yeah. No, but Kevin. So, are you at? Is it rocking an eight-figure or nine-figure position for you? I'm just trying to figure out sizing-wise.
2: Oh no, no, no! Eight-figure and nine-figure. <laughs> nine
5: nine-figure. <laughs> That's awesome. He's got a hundred mil.
2: No, no. I, 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 I. It's, uh, uh, it's, it's under, it's under 500K, and it's more than 100K. I don't okay. know exactly what
4: it is. Okay. The Okay. Yeah. So it's definitely not one of your highest conviction plays then, right? Uh, you know, I like
2: I, I bought it around 23 thinking it was a $30 stock. I didn't buy it thinking like, oh, this is gonna be a two-three Xer. Oh. Uh obviously the short squeeze I think is a very unique opportunity because it's aligning with uh, it's really coming on the heels of this uh this this whole GameStop thing, right? So this is more popular now where people are literally buying the stock because it's highly shorted. So it's very, it's very not real. In my opinion, what's happening with, with rocket, uh, and even to some extent, GameStop and don't get me wrong. Like I love GameStop, but the, the extremeness that we're getting is, is a little much, uh, it's so, you know, a, you can't, you couldn't have predicted that six months ago when I bought the thing. Yeah, uh, so that's why, you know, it is one of those where I'm kind of like, ah, you know, I kind of would want to sell that. Uh, whereas like a CCIV, a Lucid, you know, I think people have the Nicola fears of that one that, oh my God, we're going to get Nicola. Right. Uh, and I think they're going to start test driving their vehicles, uh, with, with reporters and that within the next month, maybe even like three weeks. That's going to be a game changer when people actually see this vehicle driving. Maybe we won't get to see the autonomy yet because I think they want to partner with somebody on that. But I think that's going to be a huge catalyst for the stock and that that enthusiasm will come back because they're next. You know, no, Nobody's close. They're the next ones to start selling a car unless you Sweet. want to go to the Chinese automotives, right? It's, it's not Fisker. Fisker's two years away. Lucid's like, no, this year we're going to start rolling them off now who knows it could get delayed again just like the tesla roadster can get, load, get delayed for like the 17th time but, no.
5: <laughs> so you're saying buy nikola <laughs> <laughs>
2: hey, instructions are are
5: buying unclear. clear i'm bought nikola
2: <laughs> what are you buying more neo I did buy more NEO. Uh, so my rule of thumb for NEO has been buying it uh, ideally under forty-five. And so I bought, uh, you know, forty-six was pretty close. So I bought a bit. I think it was at forty-six. I bought somewhat. I bought an option when it was like forty-four eighty. It's at like forty-three something right now. Like today, it it, it just got it got 13%. hammered. Thirteen after-
0: percent,
5: Jesus.
2: Yeah, no, oh it God. got destroyed after earnings. I don't personally care because it's not a trade Uh, to me. It's like, Oh, I could load up on this thing more. It's sold off because people are like, Oh, the, the growth in your growth rate in manufacturing vehicles, isn't as fast as we want it to be along with at the same time, all of this uncertainty in the marketplace already around energy, energy just got destroyed today, EV and it got destroyed. Uh, energy got destroyed. Cannabis was actually green today. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's really weird how these things fall in and out of favor. And uh, it really, like, Andre, earlier you were like, ah, I don't sweat the 2 to 3% fluctuations. And I'm like, aren't you lucky?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: yeah, because for you, what, like how many, what would it be, uh, what would happen if you got called on Tesla? How much would you have to, how much would it have to go down? To get your margin oh, called? Oh,
2: yeah. I think for me to get margin called, uh, we probably have to see like a uh, Tesla 200. I, I, oh. I don't think so. Wow. Yeah, I don't
4: think so. So okay. I've got,
2: I got plenty of room. Yeah. Okay. Hey, cool.
4: But do you? So uh, two questions. Do you publicly disclose uh, how many Tesla shares you own? And then in regards to Rocket, I would love to hear yours, and Graham's perspective on this. You know specifically because rocket makes, I assume so much money from mortgages and refinancing. And I feel like almost everybody has refinanced or maybe will over the next few months. And then I'm like, isn't that going to hurt their business? So.
2: Yeah. Uh, really good question. I can, I can pull up for you, uh, my Tesla shares, but it will take a minute. Uh, so I'll circle back on that. It's like Jen Saki. I'll circle back to you. St- to start <laughs> yeah. political I do
3: think that's a, that's a consideration. <laughs> but, That's a consideration. I do think mortgages aren't going anywhere. There's always going to be some level of demand. And if interest rates start going up, a lot of people are going to want to rush in.
2: Mm, Yeah. Uh, So, And then my thought on that, thats I don't think you're wrong about that. I'm sorry. What? Oh, you're fine. Uh, So I don't think (sighs) you're wrong about that, Graham. Uh, I think uh, when it comes to Rocket, It's not a short play, it's it's a you're betting on millennials becoming the primary mortgagees, uh, people receiving mortgages because the boomers, to be simple here, aren't using Rocket Mortgage, I don't think like millennials will. And so we need millennials to build wealth and then they can finance that wealth or extrapolate that wealth, certainly in real estate with Rocket Mortgage and people are going to fall in love with this. I mean, in the future you won't even have to do anything anymore. I think you'll just click a button on rocket mortgage and go refinance my home. And yes. these will be like linked up. I mean, it's already linked up to your bank account. So they already see your income and expenses in the future. You'll be able to link your electronic tax return to these things. Like it's a millennial game changer. It's a long play.
5: All right, let me just interrupt real quick. Does that change the game for real, uh, for real estate agents?
2: No, for mortgage really? brokers, You think so?
5: You think it? You think that real estate agents will still be as relevant in that world where we can just click, click and buy a house online?
2: Uh, well, I don't think you're ever gonna click and buy a house online. Uh, uh, you know, with with, I mean, maybe investors, but people are very fearful of real estate. People are god awful fearful of real estate because it's like, oh my god, like there's there's stuff in the walls. Well, what's in there? <laughs> you know, <laughs> unless you have like a construction background, real estate is very, very fearful for people, or uh, so, or people are fearful of it. Uh, I think mortgage brokers have huge headwinds. Uh, that that is a, an industry I'd be a little bit more nervous of, as when disruptors come in like uh, mortgage brokers, where I could refinance or get a loan for my house with the push of a button. Real estate agents, they might in the future, not be paid on commission in the future. Maybe you're a real estate consultant, but right. there will always be work for very good real estate agents.
5: Gosh, I think that's still changing the fee structure for them. Really does change a lot in the industry. If you go to like a flat fee or whatever it is, those, those percentages, everything.
2: The, you can make a lot of money as an agent right now. Yeah, yeah and sometimes yeah. it feels disproportionate, uh, but, uh, you know, uh, Hey, I mean, most real estate agents. Uh, I think the average income for a real estate agent is like 50k nationally. And if you think about it, that's actually less than than uh, the average actual income in the United States. So you know, it's sometimes it's easy to look at like the the top dogs in a space and like, oh, look at them just printing money, taking their six percent. Uh, but it's a surprisingly difficult industry.
3: Like here's the I thing: thought...
2: a lot of a lot of agents are part time. Yes, true. Yeah, which I think is a big mistake. Uh, I think uh, part-time real estate is uh, real estate is something, in my opinion, that's very, very difficult to do part-time. It can be done, but it's uh, it, like you got to be on it, man. A deal comes on the market, you got to be on the phone with people like this, you know. And when you're that agent, people bring you deals, and then you're like, "Oh, sweet, you want to sell that? I already got someone for that." You know, that's there's a lot of power in that. And that's that's why like the rich real estate agents, or I should say the top producer real estate agents, that's why they keep winning, man. That, that's because they're all in on it. Uh, but yeah, you're right. Real estate is one of those things where there are a lot of people like, I'm just going to get my real estate license and yeah. sell a house to my family on the weekend or something. Sure, that,
4: yeah. I ran across a lot of those back when I had my real estate marketing company. It was like, you know, oh my gosh, some of them were just so lazy. <laughs> and then like some of them, you know, I even had a few that was like, you know, for like a hundred dollar photo job, they were like, Oh, can I pay you in a couple of weeks? You know, type thing. Oh, like, come on, man. Like, oh. you know, like, okay. You know, I've always had money, but it's just kind of like, still like you want to get paid for your job. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but, uh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Go. But you can see it like the, the top ones, like the top 1% are, you know, infinitely more tied into everything that's going on than like the bottom, you know, 70% of realtors. It's just bottom line. It's yeah.
2: crazy. Right. Uh, okay, 13,130. About, I have some options too. I didn't count those.
4: 13,000 shares?
2: Yeah. Wow. It, it dropped under 10 when the last crash here. So it's kind of depress, depressing. Since when, when, when did it drop I didn't 100? count those. And it dropped under 10 mil like what, a week or two ago? When <laughs> the price is oh, so oh, oh, I
4: thought you yeah. said it dropped, you dropped under 10,000 shares.
2: Oh no 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 yeah no thirteen no I didn't sell any 13,130, okay. and I've just been I just keep buying a little bit you know hundred there hundred there whatever okay wow yeah.
5: I just I just calculated real quick and it's nine nine million <laughs> no big deal <laughs> crazy yeah. that's
3: imagine awesome. all
4: debt
5: <laughs> yeah. yeah
4: see I believe in an economic system in which we all could share those that that amount of shares with each other so we just divide them four. <laughs> <customers.
0: laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, think, come on, Kevin. It's, share it's, it's, the okay. love. Uh, I,
2: I think Jeremy's running for uh, mayor of New York. <laughs> yeah. so basic uh, oh
5: my god! <laughs> Let's not get political and get demonetized, Kevin. Okay. okay. Oh, <laughs> did
2: you see that on my story about hey. Trump? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. It's it's. You're right.
4: It's yeah. T word. If you're gonna mention uh, T word, you got to come up with uh, acronyms for everything. That's why I call yeah. the MJ stuff. I call it Jack Jackson. People are like, what's Jack yeah, Jackson? Well, I don't know why, man.
2: Like, I say it all the time and I don't have issues with that. I, like, titled,
5: I titled my video like the W word. I was like, W word to the moon.
4: You win. You win. Yeah. Up.
5: And it did good.
4: Yeah. yeah. What, okay. Jeremy, what, what, did you have a bad experience or what? Yeah. Several years ago, I, I used the W word <laughs> to be exact. Mm. And when I I use the W word, um, that video would not show up on anybody's homepage. It wouldn't get recommended. You had to actually go to my channel to see it. And so that's freaked me out ever since. So that's why I don't, try to even use any term in relation to that space. And I just make up little, little words around it. Well, uh, Yeah. See, so your problem was you didn't
2: make enough videos on it. You should have just made 20 videos and like yeah. 19 would have showed up. <laughs>
4: yeah. and, right. and maybe it was different back then. Cause this is probably like three years ago. I did that video. So it might just be, you know, nowadays they're like, well, Oh, well,
5: remember how YouTube went through that phase where even Bitcoin was just shunned. It was not yeah. a word that it liked. And now it's sure. just everywhere. I mean, even uh, Susan Wojcicki, she like had it in her video. Uh, She's like, oh, I use YouTube to learn about cooking and this and learning about Bitcoin. I'm like,
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's awesome. Sorry, guys, my Wi-Fi cut out for a second. Are we talking about
4: the the stuff? The the, The stuff. Yeah, Yeah, we're talking about Jack Jackson very very well. Band words. Yeah. Hey, so, so let's talk about this. What are two things you guys... You you have to splurge on it, even if you're cheap. So I'll give you an example to start it off. Mine is internet and the second thing is food. Those two ah. things are limitless money-wise with me. And I'm just have weaknesses there. I'll I'll sign up for the, the best internet possible and I'll I'll also like eat at like super expensive restaurants. Those are my two things that get me. But like what what are your guys's?
5: I I I know for Kevin it's stocks and investing
4: <laughs> no. You, no 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 you not. Okay, it has to,
5: to be consumer-ish thing. goods sort of yeah. right okay yeah. that's fair options. I don't want options <laughs> <Yeah>. margin <laughs> <laughs> I, I take all the butter <laughs> no for me it's uh for me it's camera gear I will drop stupid amounts of money on cameras and lenses and computers because I, I love creating as, as a content creator. I love the aspect of learning about, you know, new techniques and new things. That's just something I've always been passionate about. And the second thing is I want to say it to a fault probably, uh, gosh, if if I had a house, you know, just making it the way I want it to be, like a perfect, oh. you know, like... Upgrading like- it and and making it oh. cool, you know.
4: Well, okay. Like so, not like furniture, more like the actual yes,
5: furniture. Yes. All okay. of that. Yes. Okay.
2: Oh, oh, guess you're making me cringe. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs>
5: Kevin's there's like, no. use, use the cheapest paint, use this. <laughs> use no,
2: look, it's, and it's not like, look, there's, there's Slum Lord, then there's rental grade, and then there's like Moon, right? Mm-hmm. I'm like, rental grade plus a little maybe right Uh, i hate furniture uh i can't stand spending money on on real estate uh and uh honestly like uh i don't know i just like it it burns when my dad like i bought a place for my dad and he's like kevin i really want to use this hood for the stove but it's 50 dollars more than the one you usually get i'm like god Dang it, (laughs) Like I hate spending money on real estate because the stuff, it it, it all breaks. You buy the expensive $10,000 Sub-Zero fridge, it breaks at some point. I'd rather buy the $1,000 or the $800 fridge and Mm -hmm. just replace it if I need to in five years. People are like, Kevin, I gotta get the home warranty plans. Look, Uh, when I buy 20 stoves in a year, I'm buying the $499 stove. And if it breaks, we'll get a new one you know right. lauren's like i can't wait for our stove to break the one we have and i'm like <laughs> i can <laughs> she wants a different one and i'm like we're gonna get a cheap one i
5: so, can see that for investment properties but like for the house you live in i, I think it's okay to splurge yeah. a little bit i'm not saying go all out buy my twenty thousand dollar stove.
2: i look at the problem is i went down that road uh i i put crown molding in. Uh I, you know, I, I did a lot of the stuff myself. I upgraded things to smart switches. And and all all it did, all of the work that I did, all it ever did for me was provide more headache. Because it's like, oh well, I just did that and now somebody stained it or damaged it. And then it ruins my day. When it's cheap, I don't care if the kids destroy it.
5: <laughs> I don't have to worry
2: about it. That's I don't fair. know. So my my take on it and I'm like I don't know. That's just my take on real estate.
5: Okay. No, that's fair. So, I think that's probably a phase we go through. And then once we get over it, we're like, okay, cool. I'm done with that.
2: I, I can't handle it. Oh, thank you for that. So, yeah. okay. What, what do I, okay. What do I spend money on? Uh, the studio, uh, like your stuff. I'm right there with you, man. Okay. The doors to this room are about $14,000. Right. And it's, it's just thick. the They're doors. Like yeah, I mean, you could not shoot bullets through these because it's two doors because wow. uh, I can't have the kids screaming and then he, that comes through the audio, right? <laughs> uh, so like that, the camera gear, I'm right there with you, Jeremy. I'll spend anything on camera gear, uh, but probably the biggest one i like is experiences like if i go on on a cruise like i'm so grateful for this we went on a disney cruise right before the uh pandemic like we're on the cruise seeing on the news coronavirus outbreak in china we're like It's probably not going to be good for cruise ships, (laughs) you know, and that was in January, which is so weird. Like, I wish at that point, I'm like, I should short cruise ships, stocks, right? But, you know, all of our recent memory, I feel like is like, oh, well, it's going to be like another swine flu or something like that. It's just going to be here today, gone tomorrow, right? Hindsight's always 2020. But that Disney cruise. Uh, where they they have like these two places where you can drop off your kids, and and we, we only we only did this sometimes because we like hanging out with our kids too, but they will literally. Uh they have these massive like play areas in the cruise ship where your kids are like locked into these, these massive like jungle gyms and players and everything. And uh, you spend a crap ton of money having your kids there. It's probably like, I don't know. I I don't know exactly what it is. It's probably like 50 bucks an hour or something like that to have your kid in these things. Like it's really expensive. Uh, The cruise, I think in total, our trip probably this 10 day cruise probably costs us like 25 grand or something like that. And that is something where, uh, I am so looking back now, being locked in for a year here. I'm so grateful I spent that money, but we just splurged on like everything. It's like give us the two bedroom suite at the Animal Kingdom where the giraffes at our window, and <laughs> you know, give us the give us the most executive suite you got in in the cruise ship. Like that's a, that's a problem. <laughs>
5: That's cool. No, I get that though. I like experiences too. I've just, I feel like with YouTube, my schedule and I don't know how, I don't know Kevin's schedule. I don't get Kevin, but with YouTube, I feel like I can't travel. I'm always like, just like, oh, I got to post. I got to be on the schedule. So when I'm done with it, I think my next step is going to be experiences. Like that's for sure.
3: Kevin and I did a Segway tour uh, in DC. Remember that? Oh, yeah. That was oh, so much man. fun. I was trying to find a picture of uh you and I that we did that, but we did a segue tour.
2: It was so much fun. Dude, I gotta pull that up too. So are you going down the experiences road? Me? Yeah. Uh no. Well,
3: what's your uh, splurge? I bought the piano. And oh. the uh, the reef aquarium is gonna be a big one. So yeah, I mean that, that's pretty
2: cool though. And the, the
3: reef? reef aquarium? Yeah, that's been the only thing I think in my entire life that I've really just been it makes no financial sense at all. That's the only thing I really did for myself.
2: That's pretty like, cool.
3: Without, without thinking of like, oh, I can make the money back, here are the numbers. The even the car, man. I mean, the car was about the numbers at the end. Like it made sense. The fish tank is purely just an expense. Let's not go down the car rabbit hole again. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. The fish tank is the only thing for me, and I think the total is gonna be like forty grand. To do this fish tank, wow, it's like, fish
5: tank holy crap! Three
3: hundred five gallons, stated like everything is going to be perfect. It's like there we go. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's, I that think was- I discovered <laughs> you
5: guys around that time. That I think that was twenty nineteen, and like no, yeah, twenty nineteen.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that's so. when we
5: found it's you guys all- as channels. I think. What yeah, was that it's, for? It's, FinCon or what was that? Yeah, FinCon. Yeah.
4: Yeah. That was awesome photos. Yeah, i have a I have a real appreciation for like people that really work hard on something, and so like I love like um like seeing like uh for instance like the wind encore not to shout out one of my stocks but like I love the level of detail that is in that property. There's no expense spared. Like I even noticed like very small stuff. So on the wind side, which was built in two thousand five six, that was open. The walls are like a nice texture. That's a funny picture. But then if you go to the encore side and you feel the walls at the encore, it's like a material. And it's like so crazy. Like I just I just like I have like an affection for like people that work really hard and spend like, you know, a lot of time like thinking about the details or like a musician who's like on the top of their game. Every single little detail in that song is thought through a time and time again. And the engineer plays with it and like I just like i love people that just work hard and like appreciate that like you know like yeah. a five-star resort you know like you go there and like you expect everything to be perfect and then if there's like a little smudge in the glass you're like dang man this place fell off like there's they got a thing <laughs> of smudge
0: in the glass.
4: You go to holiday in and it's like whatever you know so i just <laughs> love like appreciating people that work so does there.
5: that mean you buy art jeremy like do, do you appreciate art like expensive art or
4: that is something I have never been able to get into. I, I mean, I don't know. There's something about that, art. That, I that sounds like. like
5: kind of the same concept if like an artist painstakingly goes over every detail. Is that?
4: Yeah, not really. But something recent I've gotten a little bit into, and it's because of Graham, is actually uh, appreci- appreciation for watches. Like, you know, a lot mm-hmm. of the, you know, the, the high-end watchmakers, like how detailed they are with their little hands and the little i mean it's amazing like that's a, that's like you know it's just crazy so there are certain things that it's just like it's amazing like humans had to work really hard to do this thing here so a good yeah. watch is that what you're splurging it, on what's that Sorry. a oh, I was I just saying is it,
2: that. is that is that what you're splurging on watches I, I,
4: yeah, I was even looking today at this this watch place in Scottsdale, and I was like, oh, where when can I find time this week to maybe go by here and maybe look at a few different watches? watches I blame Green.
3: Watches are great, they're not going to go down in value. You buy the right watches. Same thing as cash, same thing as the car. The watch <laughs> I really want right now is a Patek Philippe Calatrava. In my opinion, it's one of the most undervalued watches out there. It's a Patek Philippe you could buy under $20,000. And it, I, I think people are sleeping on this watch. I really oh. do. It's a simple watch. It's a nice dress watch. Not too complicated. It's class. I do not
5: endorse this investment.
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> For normal people to drop 20 grand on a watch. Um, what is it called? The Patek what? Patek Philippe, Patek
3: Philippe Calatrava.
5: Usually oh, there
3: we go. 10, I predict a a watch exact reference grand. number that I wanted. I forget. It's like a 51. I don't, I forget.
2: I uh, Graham, I got to ask you. Okay. Like, I don't get this, uh, this buy it because it doesn't go down in value thing. Uh, I don't want to buy something because it's not going to go down in value. I want to buy something that is going to go up in value, like some more Tesla attendees. Uh, and so maybe, maybe I'm missing something, but, and I, I want to know, but like, I, I don't know watches, uh, you know, I got the Apple watch, but I, I can't bring myself to it or can't, I can't figure it out. Uh, you know, these, I, I don't know, like, again, you're like I, with entrant equipment, yeah. what's that? Aquarium. You're a utilitarian.
5: You, no, utilitarian. I'm saying you're a oh, utilitarian. Oh, oh.
2: utilitarian? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the, the aquarium, I, I would have to have somebody come maintain it for me to want that. Uh, I'm sure you I would hope that you're gonna do that, especially if you're gonna do salt water that sounds like a pain in the butt I love uh, otherwise that'd be too stressful
3: It's a hobby uh, you're
2: gonna do it oh
3: yeah. it's a it's a, okay. a full on hobby. people get really okay. into aquariums there's all the forums online people doing this, and they
4: we chat back and forth about like who's coral like had this color <laughs> really interesting stuff. Dude, I don't know why this just popped in my mind. You guys ever seen the movie Deuce Bigelow and he like uh, is on the thing and then he breaks the aquarium. He like, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, That was an awesome scene. Yeah.
4: Let's <laughs> hope that doesn't the happen. With Getting
5: the sea <laughs> snails to the bottom of the tank. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, No, I, I, I'm a little bit more aligned with Kevin I think as far as like ownership of, of stuff like it's cool I I don't know if I need to own it in my life to feel like I can appreciate it like I love fancy watches I love fancy cars but I don't have that I don't know if I want to call it a hang up because that sounds condescending I don't think it's a hang up people like appreciate things but it's like I, I don't feel the need to own that thing to feel like like wow that's so cool that that exists um you know what i I would love
2: i would love to literally just uh be able to make my my youtube videos but literally own nothing like if i could just like take my entire house and just like shake it out somewhere into like the salvation army donation bin (laughs) but for some reason i could still come here and just have my set and just like there's there's something here that fills me i'd be so freaking happy because i'll tell you you walk out these doors and and there are toys i'm stepping on uh there's there's you know there are boxes that are coming from amazon and there's stuff to put away and then and then you go in the kitchen and there's stuff to clean and they're like and this is just normal household stuff we're, we're not messy by any means the point is just like there's so much stuff you go in the garage there's there's stuff on storage shelves you open a closet like there's stuff you go in the attic there's stuff and i'm like i don't want all this crap i don't know
5: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I think not owning like nothing is just really freeing. But then we're getting into like the minimalism yeah. talk. Yeah, which I which I love too. I I don't want to own anything either at the end of the day, which is maybe why I've held off on owning real estate for a long time is like I just feel like ownership is just a pain in the butt and then I have to take care of it myself. That's more headaches, which is why I don't own a car. It's like if I could rent it, if I could just I, yeah, that I'm happy with that.
2: I like but. that. Do you, yeah. If if they had robo taxis today, would you just robo taxi around? 100. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, why own a car?
5: Yeah, I would not.
2: Well, what are you gonna do with uh like like all the hidden guns you have? What? <laughs> <laughs> no, because I. I, I a a lot of people have guns hidden in their cars and uh if if you go to robo taxis you you can't hide stuff anymore yeah
5: what i've never owned a single gun in my life yeah (laughs) kevin what do you have in there rpgs
2: (laughs) what do you think the frunk is for
5: (laughs) yeah right he's like i'm not playing video games <laughs>
2: what you thought rust was a game? <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're a revolutionary group, bro. <laughs> yeah.
4: Andre, yeah. have you have you bought an expensive watch yet or, or not yet? No,
5: nah, no, nah, I haven't. The most expensive watch I own was one that my mom gave me for my high school graduation present, which was a Movado for a thousand dollars. Everything else that I own like this watch which everyone keeps commenting in all of my videos And I don't know how many times I can respond to those comments saying (laughs) it is not real Because it's not and if anybody asks me I always tell them it's not real But this is my favorite watch brand and I I wish this didn't have this name because I don't like Replicating the brand names, but this is an Astronomia which is uh, like the real thing the it's like planets and it's like a diamond and it spins and mm. like this whole thing rotates, it's such a cool, pretty watch. Absolutely. But this is a J- Jacob and Co. Um, Astronomia, which oh. is not real. The real version of this watch costs a million dollars.
4: I've seen um, that. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's amazing.
5: If I could have a real watch, if I was a splurge, I don't Whoa. have it.
4: Whoa! That? Andre. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's All right, baby.
5: <laughs> a, a real watch. So I was just looking for it. Um, oh, It's yeah, is sure. the uh, AP.
4: What if he does this and is no pants?
5: <laughs> yeah, hey, I have pants.
4: I was just looking for it.
5: Uh,
4: well, what's that?
5: <laughs> so uh, yeah, the the real watch I'd like to buy, which I'm never going to, because I'm not going to drop twenty grand on a watch, is uh, is the uh, Royal Oak AP. That that watch is super cool.
0: Okay. Yeah.
5: Yeah. But I know you 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 spent a bunch of money on on I don't know what brand it was though, Jeremy.
4: Yeah, I bought a Franck Mueller, which is like, wow, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs>
4: I don't like that, but oh, you know, cool. like it's going to depreciate, and you know, yeah, I have a, I have a similar stance to you, Andre, uh, as far as like, you know, like if you're going to buy a stupid expensive watch, who cares if it goes up or down or stays the same? Like, if, I feel like if you're worrying about that, you shouldn't be like buying that thing. And same thing right. with cars, like you know. I'm buying, you know, the Model S plaid or whatever, not because it's gonna stay, you know, in value or whatever. It's because it's like it's something I want to
5: enjoy for. it. Yeah,
4: exactly. It's like, you know, you only live I'm, once, right? So I'm just I'm like, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna lie. lie.
5: I'm I'm so yeah. like, ugh, I I want one too. I want a plaid something. <laughs> I don't know. You. I, I, I rent, I toured the model S, uh, P one, like not P 100 D, but the performance model, the 2020 fastest one Tesla makes. And just, I let my dad drive it. I let my friends drive it. It, it doesn't get old. It's like a roller coaster on tap. It's just so fun. It's, uh, yeah. So I, I really want either the plaid S or the roadster. Okay. Um, Dude, you, yeah. should
4: do it. You, you should absolutely do it.
5: The Roadster or the Flat S?
4: I think you should do a, oh, it depends. I mean, the Roadster, you never know. It could be coming in like 10 years. So yeah, at least- right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, at least do the Model S or then if you cheap out, just buy my Model 3 Performance Edition and you can have that.
5: Nothing <laughs> <laughs> is so fast, dude. That almost made me sick the first time I rode in it.
4: <laughs> yeah, I know. It's like a rocket ship, a little rocket ship. I, I can only imagine what the S is gonna feel like, the Plaid Edition, that's gonna be like-
0: Yeah. You, you guys spending
2: out. spending money on- butter butter melts it just goes down in value let's let's talk about this question on screen here about what's another sector that will be a disruptor
5: <laughs> I, they- I think happiness is expensive you should rent everything rent happiness <laughs> That's <like> kevin- <laughs> wait who was saying that he was either um kevin o'leary or who's the other guy uh yeah one of the two He's just like everything, rent everything, rent friends. Friends are expensive. <laughs> rent friends.
4: <just> rent. <laughs> <Rented>. oh, <God. laughs> hey, uh, I don't know Jeremy. what do you
2: guys think, Jer- Jeremy, is it marijuana or what is
4: it? I mean, the, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, uh, w? I think, yeah, Jack Jackson stocks, uh, you know, obviously are you talk, They want something other than EVs. So yeah, I mean the Jack Jackson space, uh, plant-based foods, that's going to be something that continues to roar. Um, yeah, those are two big industries I'm thinking of. So.
5: Uh, my bet is the financial industry. That's what I'm getting is... I, that's what I think is being disrupted next.
4: Oh, yeah. 100% uh, Yeah. yeah. Wait, wait,
2: wait, wait. But via crypto or some service?
5: Both. A hybrid.
2: Okay.
0: Okay.
3: Uh... Yeah, I, think, I think fintech and I think banks. I think a lot of banks are going to be changed up. And I, I can't see... Bank of America's and, and Wells Fargo's staying as they are for the next 10 years. I just think they're so yeah. outdated, and there's so many yeah. things that could just be
5: changed. They're, they're, e- app. they're either going to merge and, and join teams or they're going to go away. Yeah. Yada Bank is best chance of that.
2: Yada <laughs> ah. <Yotta> Bank.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I got to plug my company. It's awesome.
2: Uh, <laughs> I don't know, yeah. though, like I do think you're Jamie Dimon's not going to let JP Morgan Chase die. No freaking way. You know, they will come up with their own stable coin. They'll have their own, you know, Boomer crypto services. And I bet at some point they'll actually be pretty dang good. And I hate to say it, but I'd rather have my, you know, if, if JPM had a Bitcoin wallet and they'd be willing to store my stuff for me. I don't know. I kind of feel like I'd rather them have it. <laughs>
5: than, my you know, some two, of the- my two winning bank like stocks that I think will, and I'm not saying this is investment advice, but I think the two banks that will be on the on the cutting edge of like trying to evolve and keep up with this is yep. JP Morgan and Goldman Sachs. Those are going to be yep. the probably the two big ones that will probably evolve with the revolution. Uh, Why would
2: you pick nah. Goldman?
5: Because of the Apple uh, Card, or or why? No, they they've they've been they've been getting into crypto and they've been talking about it. They've been onboarding a long time ago. They've they've seen it coming a long time ago before everybody else did. Oh, so okay. Okay. yeah. So I, I'm not saying other banks won't keep up. I'm not saying Wells Fargo can't innovate or Citibank or whatever. But um, right. I, I think at least J.P. Morgan is one of them for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. And then Goldman Sachs is the other. Okay.
2: okay. All well,
5: right. So
3: hey, fintechs. I, I yeah.
2: Get going uh yeah. have dinner I'm waiting no problem okay so. it's dinner time everybody well there we have it uh <laughs> make sure to subscribe smash the like buttons smash follow it. us on follow us Destroy on instagram it. and and something else because we post there pretty much daily and, and check out well we don't really have links down below so
3: yeah <laughs> subscribe. That's the only thing we ask you to do here is subscribe hit the like button and share it with all of your friends your family Strangers go up to someone on the street and be like, Hey, do you subscribe to Millennial Money yet? Why not? Go and subscribe. It's Graham so did easy that. To
2: Graham, do you remember Thousand Oaks uh Subway? Just this random girl. I- and I'm buying avocado. You're like, no way, I'm yeah. not getting avocado on my subway. <laughs> this random girls at the corner of the subway. And-, and you're like, oh, well, you gotta check out my YouTube channel. Make sure to subscribe too. Yeah, hit that button did right I- there. And you hovered over her until she actually pressed the button. Like she was oh, hesitating I don't on. Remember
0: that.
2: <laughs> I don't remember I'll never it. forget. I
0: can see
5: that. <laughs> I don't remember it was the that day hell. we were we were yeah. filming
2: my uh uh the Newbury Park renovation, and you told me put a window in this bathroom And we went to Subway uh, over there in like Newbury Park or my something. gosh, anyway. I don't
3: remember, man. I don't remember. <laughs> I remember filming the video. I don't remember anything else after that. My memory is that just sounds fine. like something
5: Grant would do. It sounds like <laughs> I
3: would
4: do that, but I don't remember that. But it sounds I like won't
2: forget.
0: <laughs>
4: and, and she, right. didn't, she didn't subscribe, and she said, your thumbnails aren't good enough, and that sent Graham down this rabbit hole of making the best thumbnails yeah. ever. I owe it to her now. Now we're closing out 3 million subscribers because <laughs> you didn't like the thumbnails. <laughs> <laughs> All
5: right, guys. All right, All right, All right you, guys. you guys. It was fun it. being here. Take care of you guys. Have a good night. Yeah. night. Peace Bye. out. Hey guys.